today's episode is brought to you by Timber Torch, the greatest advancement in fire since, well, fire. It's a portable musical wood-burning revolution, giving you a real crackling fire in seconds while streaming your favorite music and podcasts. Take it wherever you want to bring people together, from the patio at home to the cabin up north, or even your friend's pool party. It can go anywhere. Get your Timber Torch today at TimberTorch.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome. I'm Christian Wolcott, Senior Consultant with Optima Associates, and welcome to the OptiCast. This episode entitled, The Impact of Peer Groups Today. So the other day, last weekend or so, I found myself in church. I haven't been in church in a while. Not that I am don't go as often as I should, but infrequent user, let's put it that way. And as I sat there through the sermon, it started to kind of work on me. The message was coming through. My needs started to surface. I was listening more to what the pastor had to say. And there started to be this connection. And probably something that even more importantly that happened throughout the service thereafter was that the story started to connect. I met and talked with some people that I did not know prior to going in there about the sermon as we were kind of lingering and meandering our way out of the the lobby of the church. And it occurred to me there that this upcoming episode, talking about peers and peer groups, really kind of drove itself home in that, you know, I am an infrequent attender of church, and that's on me, and that's one of the issues. And that's something aside from for another time and topic. But the power of it, what I got from it, by being in community with other people and their needs, hearing stories, hearing lessons, best practices, expert advice, guidance, even some just solitude along with it, that whatever I had could be something that was addressed. And in thinking of that, that made me think of this upcoming discussion today for this Opticast on peer groups and, and why they matter so much, why the frequency of attendance is a topic to be talked about. What do you do with them? You know, why, do, why should we go? What do I have to do? What's the benefit? And so we have a wonderful guest joining us today here on the Opticast, uh, Beth Lassiter. She is the Director of Product Development Management uh, Services for Savvy Consortium. Welcome, Beth. Welcome to the Opticast. Thank you, Christian. Thanks for having me today. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, peer groups, peer groups are not much different than attending church in some ways. And maybe this is a stretch, but I'm thinking it's probably not. And here's why. There's lots of peer groups that are out there, right? I mean, literally for every type of activity going on out there. There's a Facebook group or there's a chat room or there's there's groups that you can go to, clubs, you know, of all varieties and all shapes and sizes, all with their own separate missions. But in this case, peer groups for continuous improvement, peer groups for professionals that want to and need to develop and foster new ideas, new methods, new best practices within organizations to drive better performance, to create new products. That's a need, is it not? 
Absolutely. Uh, there is no doubt, no matter what the profession, I think it is a need. Um, and that that was what drove the, the start of Savvy Consortium uh, 15 years ago. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about the Savvy Consortium. I mean, tell us who they are. I mean, if, if for folks that are unfamiliar with them, what do we need to know? What's the backstory? Yeah. Uh, well, in order to kind of frame this discussion, I want to pick up on something that you said about um, about going to church and just being around other people, like-minded people, you know, working towards a, uh, a specific goal and a common goal um, to sort of illustrate this for savvy. Um, my my husband's a teacher, and several years ago, all of the teachers in our archdiocese in the Catholic schools were required to attend an education conference, you know, to go and, and learn from experts how to do their job better. Uh, and one of the days of the week-long conference, a small group of, of teachers went down the street to have lunch at a place called Brit's Pub. And they ended up staying there for three hours and talking about everything from the challenges they were facing in the classroom with discipline or the issues they were having with curriculum, um, getting along with colleagues, you know, talking to parents. But they also spent time just discussing ideas and actually having an intellectually stimulating conversation about history and literature and and religion and and you know all these different topics which we might in another context called talking shop right right um but the, it's a group of like-minded professionals peers who are dealing with the same issues and and as my husband told me he said you know we learned more and got more value from those few hours of collaborating uh, with peers than we did in the four days of conference sessions. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm sure you can relate to that and, and our audience probably can too. But, you know, I thought that was a perfect illustration of what happened with Savvy. So 15 years ago, um, my father started this consortium and it all started with um, my dad, who has a long um, corporate background in, in corporate new product development, he had read a book by Michael Kennedy called the Toyota Product Development System. We call it the blue book because the, the cover is blue. And he decided to gather a group of um, engineering managers, product development directors, R&D people, um, people who are in a management position, typically at that functional, you know, um, matrix or heart of the organization. So they have people below them, they have people above them, side to side. Um, and he brought them together and brought the author in town, Michael Kennedy. And, and Michael laid out this Toyota product development system. And it was, it, it absolutely piqued the interest of all of these attendees. And my dad proposed, how about we have a group that meets regularly? Because I would really like to help you guys and facilitate you being able to take this knowledge and use it in your organization. So, so he did that. And the first meeting, uh, there were probably double the number of people that had been at, at the at the event with Michael Kennedy. But at the first meeting, he hands out a copy of the blue book. Michael Kennedy's okay, book yes. to everybody. And uh, one of the engineering managers who's now retired, he was the, the director of commercial engineering at Toro, uh, said, Jim, we're engineers. We don't read books. <laughs> and so suddenly, you know, my dad said, okay, maybe this peer group thing is going to look a little different rather than just simply reading a book and, and trying to implement things that we learn. Mm -hmm. um, let's just have each of them take something that resonated with them 
and use that to drive change in their organizations and then come back together monthly and each of them would sort of report sort of an accountability partnership yes. um, as well as a forum to discuss ideas of what's working in their organization and what's not working right, uh, right. to help each other. Yes. So that that's kind of how this whole thing started. Wonderful, wonderful. So, who are some of these some of these players? I mean, are these people from? Um, you know, is it one particular management rank, or are we talking about multiple departments and ranks? Who give me a sense of who are the the the, the peers in this peer group? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it's morphed over the, over the years. I think the very beginning uh, were mostly uh, directors of engineering specifically, so people in a leadership capacity as an engineering manager or director. Um, and it has since encompassed people who are uh, directors of project management or product managers, mm, R&D, okay. you know, anybody who's in that R&D and anybody who's in that, you know, as we as we call it, the fuzzy front end mm -hmm. um, of product development, design engineering, test engineers. Um, these folks have to work cross-functionally, um, multidisciplinary. Uh, their work is very multidisciplinary. And so there's a lot of moving parts and it's not as sometimes it's not as structured as they want it to be, but they're always finding ways to improve their, you know, people, processes, tools, and then share that knowledge with their peers. And it ends up being extremely valuable from the perspective of learning, uh, generating new knowledge, but also just from the perspective of support, because many of these folks come from big companies where it's hard to get support internally sometimes. Yes, yes. So let's just pause here for a moment. And, and for those listeners that are out there and you're thinking, well, you know, I'm not in, in any of those departments or I don't have that title. Let's just make sure that when we talk about peer groups and specifically uh, new product development peer groups, um, that the players there can come from engineering, no square on, right? No, no question with that, but also marketing, finance, yes. sales, customer service, IT. So all the folks that are pre-operational or pre-service, you know, the people that are involved with pre-building things or pre-launching, that's the group. That's the peer body that we're talking about. That's the audience that should be involved as part of this discussion, part of this exchange. And I love what you've laid out, the fact that that um, you know, the origin of the Savvy Consortium was the need, right? There's there's this there's information that's been provided to a variety of people, right? It all can have mutual benefit from, from this and bringing their perspectives together when they go back, they can work more effectively with each other, right? Tear down those, tear down those walls, right? The, the departmental walls that might exist either uh, by the structure of the company, sometimes by location as well, complicates things, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Many of these, especially larger organizations, are not co-located. And, yes. and so there's the challenge of being able to collaborate with people um, cross-functionally and across globally. Um, and I, I also wanted to pick up on um, what you mentioned there in bringing other people into the mix, particularly sales and marketing. One of the things that I found really interesting over the years with, with, with Savvy Group and the members is that oftentimes, 
the engineers will be pulled into marketing or sales positions, um, or they may be pulled into um, customer visits, voice of the customer, you know, mm -hmm. generating and gathering activities um, where, where before that was never done. It was sales and marketing's job to handle that um, and just, you know, get the information they needed from engineering. Now engineering is working hand in hand with those people. And sometimes I, I've known of a couple of engineering managers who've ended up going into sales, yes. um, which is interesting. You would yeah. not, not necessarily think that that, you know, is a, is a trajectory, but um, but it does happen, especially for those that serve a B2B marketplace and they're, they themselves are, you know, highly technical organizations serving a highly technical organization, designing yeah. a part or a component that goes into another larger, you know, machine or product. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that ability to collaborate cross-functionally is huge and it's constantly an area of improvement for every one of these savvy members. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I mean, just the the untapped, and oftentimes that's the case, right? Because if organizations are not active internally, you know, there, there there's barriers to peer group and peer activity internally. Then to say they're 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 even further impaired or they're inactive externally, right? They're not talking with other members, other types of engineering, marketing, finance, sales, service people outside of their company it can get stale, right? It's very disconnected. In the very same way, ugh, that if you don't go to church enough, sometimes you get kind of stale. <laughs> you hit you the desert. Lost, right? And you feel disconnected or overwhelmed. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. So the, the power of, of getting together with, with uh, like-minded or like-needed, right? We have the same needs to develop new products or just best practices to see new things to exchange it is rich there right and it's and, and the thing is it's all around us it is literally all around us well one thing it comes to surface one thing comes to mind here and it's the same sort of thing i think that surfaces even you know privately when you go to church right is you know do you want to share your problem so maybe just speak a little bit you know if i'm working for a company let's say i'm working for acme stamping or something um, and there's a peer of mine in a peer group that does the exact same work. They're our competitor. Okay, what are what are some of the things that you know a peer group, a healthy peer setting like the Savvy Consortium? You know, how do you keep those things balanced? How can we be that? How can it can be an equitable experience for everyone? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. And 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 one thing that we have done with Savvy is when we know that there is a, a direct competitor type of situation. For example, um, probably four or five years ago, we had two different, no, we had three different window companies, mm. window manufacturers, sure. yeah. um, Wisconsin and Iowa based. And we needed to make sure that we could preserve the integrity of the meeting, which is an open yes. forum. Yes. And so we created two separate groups in order to um, not have those competitors. We had the same thing for many years um, with two medical device. Of course, we have a lot of medical device um, companies in the Twin Cities and a couple of really big players, and we had to do the same thing. So it, it kind of ended up being nice because we could sort of divide them into two different groups. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, our savvy members will say to us, 
you know, I was surprised the first time I came to this uh, to hear how open people were to actually sharing their challenges. Okay. They were willing to be open. And, and part of it is what are these, what are these folks doing? They are, they're running experiments, right? Making yeah. improvements with, with people, processes, or tools. Um, they're then getting together to share that experiential knowledge with the group. Um, they're then through discussion, creating new knowledge, new ideas, just through the, through the talking, you know, talking is an organizing um, activity. And just through talking with each other, they create new knowledge and then they can go back, right back into the office with something new that they can take to it um, and implement right away. And it, it kind of reminds me, you know, one of the, one of the sayings that we have in Savvy is something we picked up from a, a 14th century philosopher who, who said, tasks appear less difficult when you see others doing them. <laughs> and right, and, and think back oh, to, I, yeah. don't you love that? And then yeah. think back to 1953, Roger Bannister, yeah. right? The first man to run the four minute mile. Nobody thought it was possible. And then here's a guy that does it. And now thousands of people have done that. Oh, so. Yes, I want to link that to your comment about untapped yes. potential, because I truly believe that there is untapped potential, each one of us individually. Right. And so we, we challenge our savvy members to look at how can I improve as a manager? How can mm -hmm. I improve as an engineer or an R&D um, director or whatever it is? And then how can I help others? How can I spot the talent that's undeveloped? In, in this engineer or that engineer or this you know technical support person, um, constantly looking for yes. those opportunities to tap into someone's potential because it's in, it's there. Fantastic. What was that quote? One more time. Tasks appear less difficult when you see others doing them. Okay, folks. So here's your task as a listener: find a peer group, become active. Become active in taking things in, listening, absorbing, but also become active in exchanging output, share your thoughts, share the issues with other professionals. And if it's if it's the Savvy Consortium, fantastic. We would love, Beth, would you not love to have more members in the Savvy Consortium? You would Absolutely, <laughs> because it's an exponential thing. You know, yes. you bring one person in, but there's this formula. I think it's n n times or n minus one times n or something like that. There is a formula out there for collaboration that take the number of people and and subtract it. And the math gurus know exactly what I'm talking about here, right? Sure. And you sure. then have that's how many touch points or idea generating opportunities there are in that meeting. So the more that the more people that are there you exponentially grow uh, the opportunity for creating new knowledge that you can act on when you get back into the office. Right, so you know this whole idea, if you're not active in a peer group today, right now, or if the idea of them is something new, scary, off-putting, sounds difficult, there's, there's, there's loads of them. And in, in particular, for continuous improvement, if you're, if you're one of these players in engineering, marketing, finance, sales, service, IT, any of these pre-launch groups, and there's issues and you haven't looked externally for some support, a church, if you will, to attend, 
The Savvy Consortium is a wonderful place to start building relationships, to sharing what your challenges are, to maybe taking in some new insight, to building some new bridges, and to, to bringing on board some, some, just some fresh ideas to, to, to yourself and to your organization. So let that be a challenge to, to reach out. And that's a leadership piece here, right? Because leaders do two things. They provide resources and they remove barriers. So the barrier is for us to take down, to attend, to go, to become active. And to provide the resource, that's for us to both listen and exchange. See, there's some beauty in this. A very simple things are gonna allow us to be more successful, to open up our minds and to open up our performance with others with this. Yeah, absolutely. So, I would agree with that 100%. And I would just add that, you know, one of the benefits that this triggered for me this week when I was um, watching a clip from Sylvester Stallone, because I, I really feel like we have a, a rocky theme going on this year. People <laughs> are trying to people are trying to come back, right? Yes, We're trying yes, to come back. A lot of our, our companies have been hit really hard by this and we need a comeback. And, and something that he said really stuck with me at the end of his sharing his story of how he made this breakthrough with Rocky. He said, don't do this alone. You need to surround yourself with like-minded people that, in his words, you gel with if you're mm -hmm. gonna be successful. And I know from experience that he's absolutely right. Uh, we've seen savvy members earn promotions and awards for the great work they're doing. They're getting recognized for their relentless pursuit of improvement. And I really think that at the end of the day, it's all about serving our customers, right? It's serving our, what are we in business for? We're here because we're developing products for people. We have another um, sort of mantra and savvy, and that is our why is to, uh, and this comes from a 1981 white paper, we can talk about another time, but to continually advance science and technology for the betterment of all mankind and to support wow, each great. other, support the initiatives, yeah. work through the challenges, it's priceless. Isn't that what we're all doing, right? Doesn't matter what sort of sector of work you're in, if it's if you're building products or if you're in the provision of services, we're all here to, to, do, to do good work together. And if we can find ways to be more effective in that doing, in that work, working, yes, in competition with each other, but also with each other simultaneously, that we can learn from each other, share, exchange, push through, you know, break down the barriers of ideas, advance on new technologies, new ways of thinking, new systems. This would be one of the places, this would be one of the wells to go to would be a peer group like the Savvy Consortium. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it doesn't matter what industry you serve. Doesn't remember, doesn't matter who your customers are internal and external, right? Your team, right. that's your internal customers. And and we they need us more than ever to be on our game because, you know, right now we've had a couple of savvy members say, I didn't expect to be in a position to be managing people's mental, you know, <laughs> mental and emotional health, but that's what where it is right now. Sure with sure. the work from home challenges and everything else. So there's so many things that people can learn from each other. It's just a question of get in the room and, and let's start talking. Yeah, yeah. I know that even in, in the past 
um, you know, the past few months uh, since the the onset of the pandemic, that just getting together, even even in our own groups here, even within the House of Optima, when we get together, you know, there, we've had different sorts of exchanges, peer exchanges, uh, where you just kind of say, "Wow, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of down today. This is my issue. My my energy's low, or this is bugging me." Aside from professional issues, you know, this particular uh, project or client or whatever needs some attending, needs some tending. Um, just that place to exchange that, uh, you know, commiserate, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there's power in that, isn't it? There, there's a sense of, oh, yeah, it's not just here. It's not just in my organization. It's not just in my head or on my desk or it's my project. There's other folks that are in similar places. But there's the, the best part of it, there's other folks that are in different places that allow you to pull forward, to get unstuck to think differently, right? Right, absolutely. Uh, that exchange. There's, there's people who, you know, have said to us that what they learned to one of the things they learned in Savvy is that you don't want to wait for someone to come and teach you the things that you need to know to, to, to handle this, right? right. Um, it's kind of our responsibility, but when you share that with others, you realize this is, um, there's so much to be learned from how other people are succeeding, even how other people are failing. Yeah. Because yeah. failure is not failure unless you, you know, you either, you you learn from it. Yes. There's that wonderful saying, one of my favorites, no one ever learned anything from success. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I love that because that just frees us all up, doesn't it? We're going to get it wrong the first time and that's okay. You keep trying. And peer groups are a wonderful forum to keep inspired, to stay on track, to keep to keep going. Absolutely, I agree. And I think um, I hope that when people listen to this, they're inspired, because yes. I think right now people need more inspiration than they need information. Ah, yes. There's a yes. lot of information out there, but we just need be, to be inspired to act. Yes, yes. Again, going back to that leadership piece, tear down that barrier. If you're the person who's holding that barrier, I, I, I don't want to join this group or I, I don't know what to say or what to share. Come anyway. Take part in it. Sign up. Come. We offer some free sessions. Uh, correct. I mean, how do folks get involved? Maybe let's start shifting gears here. How? Where's the entry point? Where's the doorway to become uh, a savvy peer member? Yeah, well, th this is a great time to do this because Optima is offering this initiative. Everyone's a member in September. Yes. Which means you can participate in all these peer group opportunities um, as a member to experience what that is like. Okay. And yes. Savvy, we decided to do something because we have our conference at uh, the very end of September September 30th for our pre-conference workshop and then our, our conference on October 1st. And we're offering that if you buy a ticket, uh, the $1,300 ticket to attend the conference, we're going to throw in a one-year membership in Savvy. Wow. In addition That's to that. Great. So you so you get your ticket to come to the conference. That's going to be your that's going to be your springboard. That's going to be your inciting moment, okay, to to launch forward into this new year. And then you've got the savvy membership to help you with the accountability and the trading uh, knowledge with other peers and all the things that all the benefits that we discussed. So, so people can go to the Optima uh, website in order to get information about that. 
Yes. You can also reach out to me directly. Yes. Uh, I'm at beth.lassiter at optimanow.com. Excellent. People can reach out to me there. So yeah, I'm excited about this. Questions or concerns or they want to know more, they can reach out to Beth directly. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Beth. Thank you for joining us here today on the Opticast. This is this was great. And I'm hoping people will 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 run and take advantage of this. And maybe this will be the tipping point. Just listening to this this cast will be enough to say, you know what, I think we need to go a little bit for something else. We need to attend a different place to get some new resources. Yep, time for the next level. Uh, we need it, you know, yeah. we need it to, to get through this recovery time. Yes, absolutely. Great, thank you, Beth. Thank you, Christian. So the impact of peer groups today, um, it's no more powerful than probably ever before. It's been a tough year, and for some of us, the balance of the year is going to remain that tough, rocky road. And we might find that resources are short in our in our organizations, and that just might have to be the way it is. But recognize that the peer groups are all around you. May you find that the resources truly indeed are all around you. They're literally a phone call or a, an email or a click away from joining with people that have similar needs, professional business needs to help advance your work forward. May you find that you are one of those invaluable resources to other folks and that you be prompted into action, that you're motivated to join a peer group like the Savvy Consortium, where you can talk and exchange great ideas with other folks. And may you be filled with the spirit of Kaizen. If you'd like to comment on this podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at opticast at optimanow.com.